So over last weekend, there was a opinion piece that was put out by the New York Times, and it, the title of it was The Case for Gay Reparation. Now, immediately when all of us saw the title, we was upset. We were pissed off. We say, here we go again. All these other groups trying to come in and hijack our struggle, hijack what we're trying to fight for. Every time we create a movement, here comes someone doing that. And this got a lot of pushback from the community and rightfully so. So I stated that I will go through this. I'm going to read through it, talk about this on the podcast because we need to talk about this because we have to start standing up against anyone trying to hijack what we're doing. Okay. So the author of this particular opinion piece, his name is Omar G. Encarnacion. Now, he is a professor of political studies at Bard College and the author of Democracy Without Justice in Spain, The Politics of Forgetting. Now, he also is a person I'm looking on his page on the website of the college. Now, he teach and research interests of comparative politics with a focus on the Latin American Iberia special research interest in theories of regime change, democracy, politics, and LGBT rights, okay? So, some of the papers he have written, a Latin American puzzle, gay rights landscapes in Argentina and Brazil, another one, gay rights, why democracy matters, international influence, domestic activism, and gay rights in Argentina. So, he talks a lot about uh, gay rights, and that is his issue, and he can do that. Talking about Latin America, that's not my issue, but when you start talking about the United States of America, well, my ancestors were slaves, and they have not got compensated, neither they descendants get compensated, but then a big publication like the New York Times posts this man's opinion piece in there on a Saturday, thinking nobody would notice it, they're crazy. So we're going to read through it and see exactly what he's saying here, because now on the particular opinion piece itself, and I use it as a thumbnail, he put a black person. So you got to pay attention to the strategy that he was using. He put a black man on this picture here, holding the flag, LGBTQ flag. Why did he have to put a black man? See, that was done strategically because he know good and well, if they'd oppose anyone else, it really would have been more of an outrage. So you see how they're trying to hijack the call and for the righteousness of reparations to come to us because America owes black people reparations. It's not a handout. It's not them just giving free money. No, you owe that for the labor and all the things you stole. Well, let's get started with this. So he starts it off by saying the New York Police Department apologized last week to the gay community for the 1969 raid of the Stonewall Inn, the fallout, which is widely credited in spurring the contemporary gay rights movement at home and abroad. Time to coincide with Stonewall's 50th anniversary. The statement of the commissioner, James P. O'Neill, said in part the actions taken by the NYPD were wrong, plain and simple, and the actions and the laws were discriminatory and oppressive. For that, I apologize. They said the apology is a culmination of decades-old struggle by gay activists for recognition of wrongdoing on the part of the police, one that few activists thought could ever become a reality. With a surprise apology, the United States has taken its significant leap into gay reparation. Or policies intended to address the legacy of state-sanctioned repression of homosexuals. Although relatively new to the United States, gay reparation has been debated and legislated around the world for close to two decades. 
and is a logical progression in the maturation of the gay rights movement. Having largely secured rights once thought to be virtually unattainable, especially same-sex marriage, thanks Barack Obama, gay activists, especially in Western democracies, are turning their attention to addressing the historical legacies of homosexual repression. Now, why are they doing that all of a sudden? There's no one-size-fits-all model when it comes to gay reparation, countries have taken three distinct approaches. The most common is moral rehabilitation, which entails a formal apology by the state and expunging of criminal records of those convicted of a homosexual offense. There's also financial compensation for the loss of income and pensions. Finally, there's truth-telling or an official report on the past wrongs that incorporate steps for reparation. These are not mutually exclusive approaches. In fact, as recent experiences show, there are often pursued simultaneously and sequentially. Okay. So he continues to write one of the first countries to grapple with gay reparation was Spain, which is fitting given the country's reputation. First one during the inquisition, the institution infamous for burning sodomites at the state as one of the most hostile to homosexuality in the Western world, 2007 as part of a landmark law of historical memory, was recognized the victims of the Spanish Civil War and the dictatorship of Francisco Franco, including homosexuals. It became possible for anyone who suffered economic hardship because of their sexual orientation to seek compensation from the state to the petition to their criminal record be expunged. According to El Paso, approximately 5,000 people were detained and arrested on suspicion of being gay under the Francisco regime. And many were sent to mental institutions to undergo conversion therapy okay so following in spain's footsteps 2009 the british government issued official apology to alan turing the world war ii code breaker 57 years after he was sentenced to chemical castration for being gay mr turing killed himself two years later in his announcement prime minister gordon brown said while turing was dealing with under the law at the time can't put the clock back his treatment was of course utterly unfair and i am pleased to have the chance to say how deeply sorry i and we all are for what happened to him the turing apology and his subsequent pardoning in 2013 were followed a few years later by a national pardon of thousands of gay and bisexual men who were convicted of crimes under sexual offense laws such laws which in britain as much of the english-speaking world has traditionally applied only to men were used in convicting some 65,000 people. So what he's doing, he's talking about over history, all these laws that was against homosexuality. Now he moves forward to, he says in 2016, Germany announced it would make financial reparations from a fund of 30 million euros to anyone convicted under paragraph 175, a provision in the German criminal code that was employed by the Nazi regime to force homosexuals into concentration camps and that remained on the books until 1994. I reported 140,000 people were arrested under paragraph 175, though about 5,000 of them were still living in 2016. The government also pledged to expunge the records of some 50,000 people jailed because of their sexual offenses. Since 2017, Canada, Ireland, Scotland, New Zealand, and several Australian states have issued apologies to gay and bisexual men and other members of the LGBT community convicted for consensual same-sex activities before they were decriminalized and have announced plans to expunge the records of their convictions. Canada's apology was preceded by a written by the country's leading gay rights organization chronicling systematic anti-gay discrimination and accompanied by a payout of $85 million to the victims of the so-called gay purge, a policy 
There was government-sanctioned discrimination that lasted until the 1990s, and that caused thousands to lose their jobs and prosecution. So you see here what what his, he's billing this on. He's saying that a few countries already paid out some money. So Germany had put up 30 million euros. He's saying that they uh, Canada put up 85 million. Now he says, now this what gets to us here, in the United States of America. He says certainly the case for gay reparation in the United States is a compelling, if not more so than in other Western democracies, President Dwight Eisenhower's 1953 Executive Order 10450, which called for the expulsion of homosexuals from all levels of federal government, contributed to the lavender scare. The hunting of homosexuals throughout the federal bureaucracy, from the post office to the military to diplomatic corps, it also ushered in decades of initiatives, court rulings, and laws that demean, demonize homosexuals, such as Anita Bryant's 1977 Save Our Children campaign, which depicted gay men as pedophiles. Bowers versus Hardwick in 1986 Supreme Court ruling that upheld sodomy laws at a time where most democratic nations were already dismantling such laws. It says that ruling would not be overturned until 2003. And don't ask, don't tell the infamous 1993 policy that allowed homosexuals to serve in the armed forces if they kept their homosexuality a secret. That policy alone was responsible for the dismissal of some 13,000 men and women, including medical doctors, fighter pilots, and Arabic translators, by the time it was revoked in 2011. Now, this is where it gets interesting. He said, but if history in any guide, gay reparation faces an uphill struggle in the United States. Yeah, you think? After all, American society is still debating the merits of reparations for slavery. Moreover, although polls reveal that the issue of gay rights is no longer divides the American public, it remains salient to the Republican Party. Not surprisingly, social conservatives who control the party's social agenda have already attacked the idea. In 2010, the radio show host Michael Medved said that any campaign for gay reparations will fall flat because there's no evidence whatsoever that today's homosexuals are the heirs to a long, bitter heritage of discrimination that spans generations. He added that unlike black people, let me repeat this again. He added, unlike black people, homosexuals exercise a great deal of choice about just how public they want to embrace gay identity or claim a victim's status. So basically what he's saying is black people can't opt out of being black. I've said this many times before to people. If they have a guy that wants to kill someone black and someone gay, and he grabs a black person, grabs a person that he think is gay, the person that's gay can say, I'm not gay, and get out of being killed. The black person have no choice. They will be murdered instantly. Just want to put that out there, that little example. Because when a person is facing their own mortality, trust me, you'll see real quick how they would denounce being gay. The Trump administration has also displayed a keen hostility toward the gay community. Early on, all references to LGBT people were erased from Government websites, including the 2017 apology issued by the Secretary of State John Kerry for decades of prejudice toward gay and lesbians at the State Department. This month, the Trump administration rejected requests to fly the rainbow flag, a symbol of gay pride, at American embassies during the month of June, a practice began by the Obama administration as a sign of America's support for LGBT rights. See, if anybody was a reparation, it was Barack Obama. Because think about it, Barack Obama brought them to the national stage before they didn't have anything. Barack Obama's the one that put the rainbow uh, gay flag on the white house. 
He didn't even do that to uh, the American flag. He didn't do that to um, the, the RBG flag. He didn't do any of that. But but yet he did it for the gay flag. Okay. Now I say despite these daunting obstacles, gay reparations is a struggle worth pursuing, although it remains a relatively new phenomenon and it has far shown it to be useful for the restoring dignity for those victimized by discriminatory practice and for allowing countries to close long and painful chapters of homosexual repression. At the same time, gay reparation can serve to familiarize and sensitize the public about in the injustice of the past, especially a new generation of LGBT people in the West who mainly know freedom in their lifetime. So that's his particular opinion piece. But let's, let's talk about that real quick. Um, in the United States of America, it's going to be a problem if you're trying to do some gay reparation because the American descendant of slaves haven't got theirs yet. And if you get your reparation after black folks get theirs, I don't know. I'm not even saying nothing about it, but black folks got to get theirs first period. And you're not going to be sitting up here because this is what happens politically. All these other groups want to latch on to what we're talking about. And then what happens is they, they pull a stunt and then they get over on us. So we have to do is say, hell no to some gay reparation if you want it, get it after we get ours. But we got to get ours first because we built this country. We have taught in this country. We went through Jim Crow. We went through the Ku Klux Klan. We dealt with the most racialized terrorism for being black. Okay. In this country and America owes black people. We're not going to let no one come in here and try to attach themselves to reparations. I don't care who it is. If you weren't on that plantation field with us, then you can't talk about no reparations period. If I don't care anything about nothing else, reparations has to be talked about and has to be paid to the descendants of slaves. It's just that simple. It's nothing that to discuss at this point. Now we know that the New York times, they know the conversation representation is not going away. They know this They say, listen, it's not going away. These black people are serious about reparations. So let's see if I could, we can muddy the waters because the New York times chose to put this opinion piece up. They wouldn't force to do this. So what they're using this piece as a, a propagandized weapon. Now understand something as well. The LGBTQ community isn't asking for a reparation. They're not. So since they're not asking for a reparation, why did the New York times decide to post this guy's piece about the case for gay reparation? Think about that. It this has not been a call for the LGBTQ community in America. It has not. They're doing this once again to attack black people, to undermine what we're fighting for. That's what they're doing it for. I mean, because you have to understand the corrupt like media, fake news media, you know, like Trump says, I mean, which I agree with. I don't agree with Trump on nothing else. I agree with Donald Trump on that. It is a fake news media. It is a corrupt media. Yes, it is, because they do so much dirt all over this country. They put people against each other. They make people hate each other. They lie. They, they backbite. They do all kinds of things like this opinion piece. This is not even the, what the LGBT community are even asking for, but yeah, you put this on your platform and acting like this is something um, that the LGBTQ community is saying you're possibly going to cause hostility toward the LGBTQ community from the black community because it's like, wait a minute, you guys are trying to just take our, our stride. Like, what are you trying to do? You know, get what I'm saying? See, this little piece 
was meant to cause a lot of friction with the black community and the LGBTQ community. You understand? But the New York Times is extremely dirty. They are dirty as hell. They are trying to cause friction. They're trying to divide people when they shouldn't even be dividing. Uh, and, and that's why I have to say that. I don't hear the LGBT community in mass asking for this. I don't hear their activists. I don't hear their leaders. I've never even heard a person in the gay community say this. Not one time until the New York Times. They're trying to make you believe that this is what they're asking for. Maybe those other countries did pay that because they maybe was very harsh with gay people. Maybe they did. That's their business. But we talking about the United States of America here and what we went through. It has nothing to do with what those other current Germany and everybody else decided to do with um, the homosexual people that they uh, treated the way they treated. So at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, my issue is the New York Times. It's not even so much this guy that wrote this piece. It's the New York Times. They thought that they would sit here and cause friction. And see, that's what they want. They want to always try to label black people as a group of people who hate gay people. You get what I'm saying? Black people don't hate no gay people. Everyone knows someone gay, um, period. They had gay people in our neighborhoods. They kept it to themselves, but they had gay people in our neighborhoods. We all knew that. And nobody did them anything. Some people had gay people in their families. They didn't do them anything. Okay. So they act like the black, just because the black community don't walk around with a gay flag and the black community not at the pride parade and say, Hey, celebrate gay. But that's what they want. See, and I'm telling you the main reason why they want black people to do that because black people are the controllers of culture in this country. Understand that if black people deem it as something to be celebrated if black people deem anything to be uh, relevant or cool, whatever you want to use, then everyone in the country would deem it relevant, cool, etc. And that's the contempt that a lot of people in the legacy could corrupt fake news media is upset with black people about. They say, we just get these black people to accept it. Then they go over it. Well, listen, we had a time period as black people. We ain't got time to accept nothing. We ain't got time to be fooling no alternate agenda. We got to worry about fixing our families. We got to get our reparations. We got to fix ourselves. We don't have that kind of time to be worrying about other things because let's call it what it is. There are some people in that particular community who are racist and you don't believe me. Talk to some black people. That's a part of the LGBTQ community. They will tell you how some of the white ones are racist, just as racist as those Republicans. So don't even go there. My thing is, Black folks got to get their reparations first. It's just that it's just that simple. Black people going to get their reparations first. We will fight for that. We will continue to fight for that. That conversation is not going away. I don't care what opinion piece you post New York times, the reparations for my ancestors has to be paid. The friction you're trying to cause is not going to work. I see the, 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 the satanic thing you're trying to do. It's trying to get black people off of reparations and you want black people to start attacking the LGBTQ community. See, we, we, we know devils when we see them. That's why I took my time. I said, let me read through this a piece because you just read the headline. You won't use some people go off. But I said, let's read the whole thing. Let's look at this. Let's analyze what he's saying. And then let's talk about the New York Times. That's trying to cause beef and friction with the black community versus the LGBTQ community just so to get us off of fighting for reparations. 
See, the games y'all used to play don't work anymore. We hip to y'all. We know the tactics of the devil. That's what we do. We study you. We analyze you. We know that you are the fourth estate of the government. We know how you have lied and, and, and said there are weapons of mass destruction, and there wasn't. You, you lied on, on Muammar Gaddafi. He hurting his people. It was a lie. Every time you look up, you have lied, 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 and millions of people have lost their lives off of your lies. So, no, we don't even – We listen, you can post this opinion piece all you want. We ain't upset by it. Only thing we're saying is we will keep fighting for reparations because they owe it. And even the author himself said that slavery reparations, he had to put that in there. And everyone, and even it'd be even harder for someone even to talk about paying gay people anything because you heard with the one guy in his piece that stated from a radio show interview, you know, saying basically, you know, how people are perceived gay people is how they choose to put out their, you know, the situation with their life. Because if they don't say nothing, nobody will know anything. But black people, we can't hide from being black in America. We can't hide at all. So nice try, New York Times, to try to get black folks upset, riled up. You want black folks to start attacking the LGBTQ community. We ain't got that kind of time to be attacking nobody. What we need to do is attack racism, white supremacy, and we got to continue that fight. Because that fight is more important. And also, um, the reparations call is more important as well now you have the hr 40 hearing today in congress we definitely gonna review that and see what's going on with that but no the new york times that that little opinion piece that you put up nice try but we're a lot smarter than that leave me your thoughts Thank you for listening to the Philo Scott audio experience. I hope you learned something from our program. Make sure if it's your first time here, go and check out all the episodes that we have. Start binge listening. That way you can get acclimated to everything that we're talking about. If you like our show and we would greatly appreciate you liking the show, support us monthly. You can do it as little as a dollar or more. Support of the show helps us to keep going, helps us to change, upgrade, buy equipment. You know, eventually we're going to start bringing guests in and we want to make sure we put on a great show for you guys. So support is definitely something that we greatly appreciate. We definitely appreciate all our supporters that we have now. We love you. We cherish you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. See you next time.